0: This is Donnie Tuttle, the Sell Anywhere trainer, coach, and practitioner. Welcome to the only podcast designed for the remote sales professional and the remote leader, helping you live with more joy, more freedom, and more productivity. We believe that your talent is not limited to your zip code and that you can build the life that you want while selling from anywhere. anywhere maniacs this is Donny Tuttle your host of the sell anywhere podcast and today I've got someone um, with us that uh, I've admired for a while I've been working with for a while and um, just his his hustle his integrity the the way that he lives his life on purpose uh, both at home and in the office and um, it's uh, when, when you hear the words insane productivity, Um, sometimes you don't have an actual person to to put that with. Um, I'm about to give that to you today. So I'm going to welcome to the show uh, my friend, Mark Malia. Mark, welcome to the Sell Anywhere podcast, man. Thank you very much. It's It's a privilege to be a part of the Sell Anywhere podcast. Yeah. All right. So I always start out with location first. And mm-hmm. I just want to know a little bit about where you're at and just kind of, you know, like your, your physical situation and just like, how do you live, man? Like what's, what's, what does Mark Malio's life look like right now? Perfect. Uh, yeah. So uh, my physical location
1: right now is actually in Pepper Pike, Ohio, which is a suburb just Southeast of Cleveland, Ohio. I actually live in Solon, Ohio, which is another suburb of Cleveland. Uh, and then I have offices in Pepper Pike as well as in Uniontown, which is a suburb of Akron, Ohio. So I split my time between Cleveland and Akron. uh, And then I'm married to a beautiful woman. Uh, We've been together for, well, married 14 years. And then we have two amazing sons, Trey's nine and Jabin is seven. So that's a little bit of my life situation at this point.
0: Love it, man. And um, Mark, I always love the way that, um, you know, just like as as we, and and, and just to let the audience uh, in, uh, we we talk fairly frequently, right? And so, but I um, I, I love the way that you um, you're, you're not just twisted around um, just being this professional, but at the same time, uh, you being a family man does not water that down at all. Um, if anything, you go hard, man. Can you can you talk to us about what it looks like? Um, like, where do you work at? And and, mm-hmm. and what is what does it look like when Mark Malia? Is bringing the heat? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, uh, so I work as a as a producing manager. So I work in a a variety of environments and contexts. So, uh, so this is where my main office is. This is where you know, kind of, all my documents and such are. Uh, But I also work in that Uniontown location, and then I also do home visits with clients, Uh, and then I'll also work remotely as well. You know, anything from you know a Starbucks to a library to you know the the front seat of my car if I'm parked in a parking lot somewhere. So so I work all over the place geographically, uh, but what it looks like to me is is trying to find uh, to use kind of a line I've stolen from you the highest and best use of my time, and so being able to look at things and say okay when. I've got downtime, or when I'm between appointments or between meetings, how can I make the most use of my time? And so, what that looks like for me is always trying to identify uh, not just the fires that are going on and not just the things that need to be put out, but also making sure that I'm looking for things that are going to have high impact for long term. So, even uh just this week, I was I was writing my uh, my creed for my office, kind of what our our identity is going to be while sitting at a Starbucks in Willoughby, Ohio. So. So whatever I'm doing, I'm always trying to do it in a way that's going to identify the things that are most important are also going to be the longest lasting and have the biggest impact. And really, you can be almost anywhere to make those things happen. It's just a matter of making sure that you're able to identify what your activity is there versus, you know, uh, trying to just do everything all at once, because that's usually just diluting your effectiveness.
0: Oh, man, so much you said there, Mark. Uh, I I love it. That uh, you literally said you can be anywhere, right? Your talent is not limited by zip code. Uh, you mm-hmm. having meaningful and impactful work is not always uh, location based. And golly, man, so many offices. We're going to dig into some questions too about, um, you know, how can you be effective across those different areas? But I, I, I want to get right into the meat of one of the one of the coolest parts um, that I think that our audiences would appreciate about your story. And man, take us from from you stepping out of Walgreens, like like literally from Walgreens and now you've ascended to being a, um, uh, I I always get the positions wrong at bankers life, but, but, but you are not just selling, but you're leading and managing, uh, Mm of people. And sometimes like, like talk to us, like talk to us about where you started, how you got there and and where you're at right now.
1: For sure. All right. So, uh, so where I started, as you said, I was, uh, I was working, I, I like uh, to use the the, the, the music video uh, from started at the bottom, now we hear, uh, I was an assistant manager at Walgreens, right? That was, that was my life. And so I had done that for several years, I had good experiences there, but I, I wasn't able to move up. And so I got the opportunity to come and learn about a career opportunity at Banker's Life. And so I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to come and check this out. Wait, the meeting did, was an hour and a half.
0: Someone just approached so I- you or you saw it like on a board? Like, how did you get, how did that happen?
1: Yeah, great question. So uh, after being at, at Walgreens for several years and not having the opportunity to uh, advance uh, the way that I wanted to, I had my resume out online, and I got called from a, from a recruiter, from one of the company's recruiters, and they said, hey, you, you look like the type of person you could do well. Lots of people in retail have had a good career here. Why don't you come and check this out? Look and so, I, I, yeah, exactly. It was one of those things, you know, if, if whenever when, when in doubt, reach out. I mean, that's, that's the <laughs> thing. Just, 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 just ask them. Ask somebody a question. Uh, so anyway, so they they said, yeah, we want you to come in. So I drove an hour and a half. I get to this meeting and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, there's a group of people in this room. This is really weird. This isn't a traditional interview process. Uh, but this is this is really the defining moment. I called my wife on the way home, and I said, hey, uh, you know, I don't think this is for me. It's sales. It's commission. You know, there's no guarantees. And my wife goes, well, are other people there successful? And I said, well, yeah. She goes, is it illegal? I said, well, well, no. I mean, it's it's insurance. It's been around for hundreds of years. She goes, so are they better than you? And I'm like, well, no, not better than me. She's like, well, if they're doing it, why don't you? And so she was the one who really spurred me to get into the career. Uh, So I started September 1st, 2011 was my first day working at Banker's Life as a brand new insurance agent, no experience, no background, and uh, I started off and, and I came out of the gates really strong. And I mean, that was, it wasn't because I was smarter or better looking than anybody. That's certainly not true. But it was because I just worked really hard. Uh, and so kind of my, my where I went through, uh, I became uh, an insurance agent, obviously. Uh, then I became a field manager. Then I became a, a unit supervisor. Uh, around that time, I also got my securities licenses, became a financial advisor and an investment advisor representative. Uh, Then I got the opportunity to be a unit sales manager managing, uh, you know, a team of managers basically at that point. Uh, And then at that point, uh, after doing well in that position, I was offered the opportunity to move from Central Michigan to Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, take over the branch, and then since becoming a branch manager, I also became what's called a designated principal. So, uh, if you really want to expand my geography, I manage the financial advisors in Lansing, Detroit, Toledo, Cleveland, and Erie, Pennsylvania. So, so that's really my whole geography. Um, but yeah, that's been a that's been a seven-year uh, yeah seven-year run, and I've, I've had a, I've had a great run with it. So yeah, so that's kind of where I came from and how I got to where I am now.
0: Seven years, and obviously the audience uh, by now can tell that you are uh, full of energy, uh, <laughs> what you do and how you do it. Um, I, I want I to go back to that place to where, um, to where your wife was basically asking you, like, you know, like basically, why not you? Are they better than you? Why not you? And, that, and, and that, so the place of the threshold where you're deciding, am I going to stick with what I know? Am I going to jump into mm-hmm. something new? And, and there is, I always find, uh, Mark, there's the voice of no, right. That wants to reason right. us and keep us safe. Did you have that? And if it, it, it was that there for you? Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, that was the biggest thing. Like I, I graduated with, uh, you know, my degree in December of 07, walked into a horrible job economy. There wasn't a lot of opportunities. I I knew what I was going to make every week. I knew, you know, that at the very least it could pay the bills. And so the idea of jumping ship into something that was unknown and to something that, you know, was going to have a lot of volatility from an income perspective, it was frightening. I had a six month old baby at home. I had a three year old at home Mm. at that time. And so the idea of taking that jump was, it was, it was honestly, it was really frightening. There's a lot of reasons not to, but the other side of it was, was that, I, one of the lines that somebody told me uh, that I I really, you know, kind of took to it was, was that, are are you willing to bet on yourself? And so Mm -hmm. rather than betting on a company to give me an opportunity or, you know, to get a pay raise or to get to where I wanted to in life, it was a question of, are you willing to bet on yourself? And, you know, if I'm going to take a bet, you know, I'm the person I'm going to want to bet on the most. And so, yeah, there was a lot of, you know, initial reluctance, but I also knew if I was going to do it, I had to do it all in. It couldn't be a hedge your bet. It couldn't be a, oh, I'm going to try a little bit or do this part time. It's like, no, I have to commit to this because if I do it hundred percent and I get the results, then I know I got the results. But if I only do it 70% and I don't get the results, then I'm always going to wonder, well, will that extra 30% the difference between me making it or not? So that really led to my decision to go all in. And you know, obviously it's worked out pretty well.
0: Wow. Wow, man. What a, what a story. Um, just, just even thinking about that, I can't tell you how many people I talk to Mark that, um, they're, they're literally just one degree away from blowing it up, but it's that mm-hmm. fear that holds them back. Or sometimes it's fear or sometimes it's just like, well, you know, I don't want to go hard. You know, I'll go kind of right. hard. I'll go, I'll go 70%. And gosh, man, the the difference between effort in 70 to a hundred percent really isn't that much, but the difference mm-hmm. in return is it's, it's worlds apart. Yep worlds apart what is you said you got there you, you know, like the seven-year ascent um pretty soon mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure they're gonna they're going to um um they're they're, they're bringing you up to the title of, of emperor at banker's life is that <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: i think I, I think i got a couple steps before i get there so, but <laughs> there's what, Commodore. That's,
0: that's- there okay. <laughs> exactly there, okay. rear
1: admiral i don't know what happened <laughs> but, but no really it's that's the thing i love though is that you know every everything i've done in this career uh, has been a function of the great people around me beside me and t- above me below me who've helped me encouraged me supported me and so anything that i've wanted to make happen the company's always done a great job of saying if you do this this is the result you'll get and so if you do that you get the result and it's it's, it's something that i've never experienced in any other organization
0: mm. So they have a script. You just, you plug and play. Tell me, you, you said though Mm -hmm. that that your ascent really that hundred percent was for you betting on yourself, which I love that. I Mm -hmm. love that mindset, but it also had to do with hard work. Like I'm a hundred percent committed. So I'm going to work hard in, in being in your position. I'm sure you've seen people who come in and don't work hard or (laughs) haven't worked hard. And, 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 whether it's there or other places, I just wanted to see if you could actually define what that work hard looks like as far as, um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, from, from start to finish, what does it look like with mindset? What, what are, what are you doing with effort? What is like, how are you staying engaged and involved? Like, like break down that work hard mentality for sure. All right. So, so
1: this is the the first thing. Uh, I think communication is fundamental. Uh, and so my wife and I, when I took this position, the first position I had at Bankers, they, my wife and I sat down and we said, okay, look, what's this going to take to be successful here? And I said, I really need to be unrestricted in this. And so we had a conversation and we said, we're going to agree that I can work Monday through Saturday Any hours, any time, any day that I need to, I'll always take Sundays off, I'll always have a day with the family, but six days a week, I have the ability to give it 100%. If I have a client who can meet at 10 p.m. on Thursday night, then I'm seeing a client at 10 p.m. on Thursday night. So so to, to have that communication and support from my wife was huge, uh, and so that was the initial, the very front end, and obviously I don't, I don't do that anymore. I'd eventually burn out doing that, but at the front end, that gave me the flexibility to be able to, to meet with people whenever I needed to, to prospect whenever I needed to. And the mindset for me that was so important, uh, I, I guess was, I'll give you two sides of it. One was I knew I had people at home depending on me. And I refused to go home and look at my wife and look at my kids and tell them daddy didn't do everything he could to make sure this family won. There was no Mm. way I was going to let myself do that. And on the other side was I want to win. I want to be number one. I want to get better. I want to grow. And so it was about, okay, well, if I do this and that's going to enable me, I look at, just to give you a weird mindset one, if anybody plays video games, I almost look at like my career as a video game. Like you start off as a level zero insurance agent, and then you unlock the long-term care, mm. care skill, and then you unlock the life insurance skill, and then you get to level one, and then you get to level two, and then you get the gold sword of you know, closing. And, and so as I, I've progressed through the career, it's like I've leveled up, I've grown, I've developed. And then the other side too. If you want to talk about, you know, that's mindset. If you want to talk about the tangible effort side of it, it comes down to understanding what is work and what's being away from home. Those two things are not the same. A lot of people will say, "Oh, I, I worked a lot." Yes, I was going ten hours. I worked a ten-hour day. You didn't work a ten-hour day. You left your house for ten hours.
0: Mm. How much time?
1: The only way the only way I define work in this business is: Are you talking? To a prospect or client, or are you trying to talk to a prospect or client? Everything else in this job, going out for coffee by yourself, if it's with a prospect or client, that's different, but going out for coffee, stopping for lunch, driving, working on paperwork, that's all not actually work. That's you trying to tell yourself you're working. So the actual work in this job is are you talking or trying to talk to a prospect or client? If you're doing that, you're working. If you're not, you're not actually working. You're just away from home. And I would rather make my time away from home productive because, once again, I love my family and I want to see them. So I want to be as productive as I can in the time, that I'm not at home.
0: Woo! Mark, <laughs> Dude, that is smoking, man. I, 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 as a coach and, you know, someone that's, that's uh, really my job is to get people to a place of productivity – Man, I am. I'm just gonna say, Amen, Amen. I'm waving the hanky over here. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Because it's like you know, I'm standing up in the aisle. I might faint, man. That is some good stuff. Because I feel like there's a difference between work and, um, you know, oh, you know, busyness, right? Like, are you producing right. something? And I and I love the fact. I'm actually going back to the idea that very few people have actually defined work. They've def- they haven't defined what work is. They show up and they're not at home. And they act like that's at, <laughs> that's at work. And the you know what's a crazy thing? Is that that actually, it, it, that will wear you out more than actually doing actual work. I agree. Right? You know, because you yeah. are, you're going back home knowing that you have stuff to do or knowing that you didn't do your best. And that's a mm-hmm. mental weight. But when you actually show up and you, and you lay it all out there, you don't leave anything, you know, no effort left behind. It, right, right. It, it, it just it, you're exhausted, yeah. But it, you're, it's on the field of battle. You 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 did what you were supposed to. But man, I I am like, I'm putting a big star beside that one. Define what work is, and for for you out there in sales, listen. If you're selling, it's hands down prospecting. Well, you know, it's customer service. No, no, no. It is prospecting. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. What? what Whatever. Like prospecting. Period. Yep. I I love that. That is. That is. uh, That's. uh, That's smoking there, man. So, all right. Tell me. Tell me this, man. If you're like engaged at such a high level, and you're going hard six days a week, you might be meeting at ten. You know, ten p.m. uh, You know, different clients. How? How did you stop from? And how do you stop from? What mechanisms do you have to keep you from getting burnt out?
1: Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you, when, when you start, especially if you start a sales career, especially if you have a lot of ambition and you have high goals and you want to see yourself progress and get better, one of the things is you have to, you and we can talk all about goals and things of that nature, but the thing that identified it for me was, Jamie is my wife, we discussed what income level I needed to be at to be able to slow down. And so uh, I started in September, and I was making more by Christmas, than I was at my old job. And so I was able to say, okay, I'm now, I've now more than replaced my income. So then we were able to have that conversation again and say, okay, do I need to work at this level? Well, No, I can make at least as much working a little bit less. So then we were able to re-communicate and say, okay, what are the things that will now become, you know, set apart in the schedule for the family? So it was, the first thing was Monday night. It was okay. Monday nights, dad's going to be home for dinner bad commits to being home from di- for dinner i don't schedule an appointment after four o'clock so at four o'clock is my last appointment i'll be done with that by about 5 30 i'll get home by about six i eat dinner with the family and then as time progressed in the career i was able to you know every six months or so we have these conversations where we reevaluate what level of work i need to do to accomplish my goals but also ba- balance my family priorities and in doing that you have to make a decision to be able to fully engage with what you're actually doing. If I, I took my email off my phone, I don't, I don't, I can't access my company email on my phone because it, it becomes an addiction. And you're sitting there trying to talk to your kid about their homework or about their day and your your phone lights up or vibrates in your pocket. And you're like, oh who was that? Was that somebody important? Do I need to get back to that? It's like, no, I need to be fully engaged with my family right now. And then when I go back and I check my email, I'm going to check my email at that time and know that nobody, nobody, I'm not so important. I'm not the emperor. I'm not <laughs> such a big deal that, not, that somebody needs to email me at seven o'clock when I'm eating dinner with my family and they need a response by 7.15. So that's also how you're able to, to not get burned out is being able to say, I'm stepping away at this point and I'm going to engage with my family or I'm going to do some, uh, you know, personal health things. And then when I step back in, I'm going to be fully engaged and fully ready to do that.
0: Mm. I'm hearing hearing one word there, man, intention. All right, just wanted to take a real quick break here because I want you to go and hit the pause button and go over and connect with me on social media because if you're not there, like first off, how can we even be called friends, right? I want you to find me on LinkedIn. I want you to find me on Instagram and it's Donnie Tuttle, D-O-N-N-I-E, Tuttle, T-U-T-T-L-E, And let's connect because here's the deal. Any of those little thought nuggets, any of those, you know, those things that are happening to me throughout my week, you are going to be able to connect with. And boy, I'd love to interact with you. So go ahead and do that. Let's keep the interaction going. Let's keep the party going. And now back to the show. Work-life balance, family work balance. You can either be this or you can be that. You know, a lot of of people are going to say, well, you know, you can either be this great uh you know uh, executive or you can be a great father and husband you can be this or you can be that you can't um you can't have this and have that can you talk to me a little bit about the and of mark Mm -hmm. malia and how you've actually like um you you shared a little bit about communication but um like like just maybe i I guess from your beliefs about this about what work-life balance looks like what it should feel like and And, um, at least for you, um, because I feel like there are a lot of, um, a lot of people that would put their standard on us individuals Mm -hmm. and and we would take that if we didn't listen to it, uh, you know, or if we, if we didn't think about it, we just, we just, uh, swallowed it whole. Can you, can you share with us about what, what that looks like for you and, and, um, you know, give me, give me a little bit of the and, not the either or.
1: For sure. Absolutely. And, and I think that's so important, right? Because, because part of a big part of why I do the things I do is not just because I, I value the work that I do and I enjoy helping clients, but it's also to be able to provide the lifestyle that I want my family to be able to enjoy. My my wife doesn't have to work anymore. She she took two years off. Now she's engaged in a long term sub position, but after she's done with that, she doesn't have to go back to work. It's just something she's doing to have that choice. So so being able to, to develop the and, I think, is really important. And so I'm going I'll, to, I'll touch on a couple of points with that. One is, is expectation. I think it's so important to have a conversation with the people that mean the most to you about what the expectations are so that you can be able to be, as you said before, intentional about those relationships. So you can say, look it, you can count on me for this but we also have to agree that I'm going to be able to do this on the professional side. And so there's an understanding that people don't feel disappointed. It's like, if you know, I'm going to be here for dinner on Monday night, then you can count on me for dinner on Monday night. But you also know that Tuesday night, if I have a prospect meeting, I'm going to be at that prospect meeting, but you're comfortable with that because we've agreed that that's acceptable for our relationship. So having that level of expectation matters Mm -hmm. and then other side. Uh, second point, and I'll, I'll give you three. The second one is is in the short term in sales, uh, if if you if you do it well, if you do a sales career well, I believe if you put three to five years into a, into a sales career, it'll take care of you the rest of your life. And, and if you look at, you know, I think it was the founder of uh, Twitter said something like, you know, 10 years of hard work and a little bit of luck, and you too can look like an overnight success. <laughs> That's what a lot of sales careers look like, right, where you put in this hard work up front, and it's a lot – But then you develop the relationship, you're getting the referrals, you have the repeat business, you have the passive income stream, where now you get to take your foot off the gas or set the cruise control a little bit. So one thing I tell people, and I I told myself and my family was, if you don't sacrifice for what you want, eventually you sacrifice what you want.
0: Mm. And so
1: what that means is if you don't make some of those initial sacrifices to get what you want, eventually you just give up and say, well, I'm not ever going to get what I want. So now I was able to do some sacrifices at the front end and now I get to look at the rewards I get to reap five, seven years later. And it's amazing, but it's because I did those sacrifices at the front end. And then the other side too is just to hit on that word balance. I, I have a great relationship with my wife. She's my best friend. We actually went to kindergarten together. We've known each other since we were five years old. Uh, I have, I have a great boys. I, 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 I play baseball with them. We go on walks, we hike, we do all these awesome things, great vacations, great family. But when people look for balance, balance is, is a misnomer a lot in life, right? The idea of balance is that you're going to have 50-50 or equal weighting. It's not about that all the time. It's about being able to prioritize what needs to be priority when those things need to become priorities, right? When, when my wife is at home with the kids in the summer vacation and the kids are home from school, well, I'm going to shift my emphasis more to my family. When my son's uh, oldest son's in Lego League and in baseball and in soccer, and my youngest son's doing uh, you know swimming and golf and all these things, and they're at practices, well, I don't need to be at practice. I'll come to the games, but that means I can work later on Thursday night because I know they're at Lego League till 8 p.m. and they don't need that home right now. And so, being able to say balance, I think, is sometimes a misdirection when actually it's about being able to be intentional and make a conscious choice about where you need to put your effort. And usually I like to look at that on a weekly basis. I mean, obviously things do spring up, but where does my time need to be spent each week so that the people who need me most are gonna get me most in that week. And I can also put the time in my life for my own personal health and development so that I'm able to be fully functional with those people when I'm engaged with them.
0: Investing your resources in what matters. And, and listen, man, I'd... I, I agree, I feel like that um you know when, if you were to define work, we we can define like what what, what works, and I, mm-hmm. I just I feel like um and thank God for your Stephen Coveys and all these other great experts that are out there, but mm-hmm. I don't think that anyone can really um and should really define what works for your life because because it has has to line up with your intentions. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're, you're living someone else's schedule, what someone else wanted. And I love just the fact that it's, it's about that communication. It's about that expectation. And as long as, you're, uh, as long as it works for you, you know, right now in my life, I'm not going to have a 10 o'clock appointment. And probably right now in your life, you're not either. But, nope. right, but, at, but at one point, uh, it, it mattered. And, and I loved how you, uh, you know, like in my mind, I, I always think hustle till you get the muscle. <laughs> and if you're in sales, you gotta hustle. You have gotta be willing to give all, um, especially early on. So that is uh, uh, good, good, good advice right there, man. Um, now you don't just you don't just uh, sell. You you lead. And so, Correct. like, talk to me about that. Like, how do you, especially when it's easy for you? Like, you you've you've grown into this person that can. Okay, I can sell. I can sell the lights out. And and now you've you've been transitioning in the in the past few years into you know more of a leader. Like how do you mm-hmm. how do you? And I'm using the word balance. I don't mean like there's equal weighting, but how do you how right. do you wait? How do you invest properly? How do you make sure? How do you how does how does Mark Malia keep track of all that and make sure that he's investing correctly with his time, his talents, and relationships? For sure. No, uh, when we
1: look at that, that's a, uh, that's a tremendous challenge for producing leaders, right? Because uh, there's, there's a, there's a few things that go into that. One is if, if you're a good salesperson, it's easy to default to that. It's easy to be comfortable when you become comfortable in selling. And it takes time sometimes for people. I know it took time for me to become comfortable in selling, but as you become comfortable in selling, it's easy to default to your comfort zone. And if you're in a position of leadership, it's easy to say, okay, well, I'll just go out and sell or I'll just make it happen. And one of the issues that comes with that is you're actually, in some, not always, but in a lot of contexts, you can become almost the the hero of the team. Mm. And that's not what it's about as a leader. As a leader, your job is to help other people become the heroes of the team. Your job is much more of a guide role. Your job is much more of a developmental role and to help the next people become successful. And so one of the things you have to be able to identify as a leader is, is this an opportunity for me to develop someone else? In almost every case that I work or I run now, I'm going out and I'm taking another rep with me to be able to coach them, develop them, mentor them, so that it's not me becoming the bottleneck of my organization where all the big deals have to go through Mark. It has to eventually become the good deals go through the other partners and players that are on the team, and then they feel as if I'm empowering and developing them. So identifying, you know, well, maybe it's going to be uncomfortable or maybe it's going to be a challenge or maybe, and I hope you don't. If you do it right, you shouldn't. Maybe I might even lose a deal if I bring this person back or I coach them. But in the long run, it has to become more about the we than the me. And if it doesn't become that, then what ends up happening is you have a really successful sales leader, who's in a leadership role in the organization, but he's not the, he or she isn't developing a culture of leadership and development. Right, John Maxwell. If you want to add growth, you know, add followers. If you want to have exponential growth add leaders. And that's, mm. that's really what it comes down to is, is developing the next generation of leaders around you. And so I spent a lot of my time trying to invest and help other people develop their skill, skill skills so that more and more people outproduce me. That's going to identify that I'm a successful leader is when my team is consistently outproducing me or the majority of it is.
0: Mm. I, I love the surrender of ego uh, in that, in, in being a builder of leaders, um, you know, it, it's, not, it's not about you at that point. I, I just love the, the servant heart that's there. So mm-hmm. I, wanna, I wanna go into a place that all of my audience uh, can probably identify with, and that's the fragmentation of, uh, of time and space. And uh so you are going to you're going to uh, uh uh fully lay bare the the fabric of space and time <laughs> right here for us, Mark. Right. And, um but 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 no like when you're going from one office to another, um like when you're in pepper pike uh today and you're in the other office tomorrow, or you're on the road, or you're 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 putting together, you're doing something at Starbucks, like how do you make sure you're maximizing your time like like this. I guess, describe the mindset and some of the methods that you're, that you're employing to actually keep it all together in different spaces. Yeah,
1: for sure. So uh, when you're in a situation where you're trying to identify what your priorities are and what needs to take precedent, a lot of those activities are going to come down to what's going to be the biggest impact, not just today, but for the long term. And as you develop and lead, it's it's easy, especially on the sales side, to get transactional, right? To be able to say, I need to close this deal or this is the one that we've got to land. And so that takes precedent in your mind, or you've got an issue with one of your team members, and you go, Okay, that's that's a fire. I gotta put that out. I need to address that. And so if you let it, those things will never end. In sales, you could you could overemphasize. Any aspect of sales, customer service—you can overemphasize, you know, uh, follow up on, you know, a lead that, you know, you're, you know you're probably never going to get, but there's 500 other leads that you're not working. And so the thing is, is that you've got to look not just about what's going to have the be the most important right now, but what's going to have the biggest impact long term. So what I always want to do when I'm looking at my time, when I'm looking at my schedule, is I'm trying to identify not just the the fires that need to be put out this week. But what are the things that are I need to get my time in to be invested in, to be able to create the largest impact in three months and six months and three years and five years? What are the people? Who are the people that I need to invest in who are going to help grow this team and help develop other leaders? That's where I need to spend my time. And then in the midst of that, also being able to recognize what are the things that you don't need to do? And that's something as a leader and as a salesperson, that's really tough because I know when I was a new agent I wanted to control everything. I wanted to be the work person who, who, who presented. I want to be the person developing the illustrations. I want to be delivering the policies. I want to be servicing everything. I want to be the person who's the touch point. but as you grow you start to understand that you too only get 24 hours in a day and you can't do everything. And so what you or at least you shouldn't it's just not why. So what you have to start to be able to do, especially in a leadership capacity, is be able to trust the people around you, either through mm. training them or through people who are just naturally good at it, to be able to give them the opportunity to succeed in areas where either you're deficient or, and this is the harder one, where you're actually really good, but they don't need your they don't need you doing that. Do you need to generate the Excel spreadsheet? Uh, probably not. If you if your talent and your passion mm-hmm. is sales and developing people, Sitting in front of Excel for two hours, making the spreadsheet look really good so it fits on one page, that's not the highest and best use of your time. So being able to let some of that stuff go is hard, but that enables you to focus on the areas that you make the biggest difference in.
0: Delegate, delegate, delegate. I was talking um, with my wife about someone that we we brought on recently, and she's been such a blessing um, Mm -hmm. for me, Kalua Gallagher. And... um, and we were, we were talking through it uh, because my wife used to share some of the, um, uh, some of my personal assistant stuff. And it just, and, you know, but bringing on someone else and in um, watching that flourish. And um, mm-hmm. we actually were singing a song. So to the tune of Celebrate, um, we were singing <laughs> Delegate. So I won't do it for you now, but just in your own mind, uh, Delegate. I don't know. Whatever happens next. Good time. I, I love it,
1: man. No, that <laughs> delegate your time. I mean, seriously, you delegate got to, you got to go. cover, delegate you got a cover band coming it. out here.
0: There you go. I'm That's doing right. it. I'm doing it. Uh, I'll, I'll be like the <laughs> business version of weird Al. Um, so <laughs> I, I'll, I will buy that album. I like it. <laughs> All right. So, but uh, like, are you gave me some of the mindset? I want to hear some things like, what are you actually doing to make sure that you're product, you know, productive, you walk into like office a, your stuff from Mm -hmm. yesterday, like your surroundings are completely different. It can be a challenge to get rolling. You walk into Starbucks. How do you make sure you're not just reading the paper or checking the news? You walk into these different areas. How are you making sure that you're on when you're supposed to be on? You're in your car. How are you making sure Mm -hmm. you're, you're like your calls? Like, like what physically are you doing that's setting you up? Do you have call lists that are ready? Do you have, um, like, do you have a folder that you take with you? Like, like, Talk to me about just some of those tangible, tangible things that you're doing to make sure that you're productive in all spaces. For sure.
1: Okay. So, so that's, that's something that it does take discipline, right? Because it's easy to, to default to those things. So the, the importance of establishing good habits is, is really paramount in this, right? Because it's easy to fall back into, or if you, maybe you're just naturally self-disciplined, but it's easy to, to get in that habit of, Oh, well, I'm, this is going to be my break time and stuff. One thing I would say is uh being able to have a schedule right having a schedule is is absolutely imperative to be able to identify what you need to be doing when Uh, and once again understand that the schedule is a tool that works for you you don't work for it and so there are going to be times that you're going to change things or modify things but being able to start with that and say hey these are the things i'm going to set about my time doing at this time and then making sure those things get those things happen and giving yourself the opportunity to to read the newspaper, to, you know, listen to the, you know, the, the, I don't know, some some TV show you enjoy or whatever it might be. Having those things in there, understanding that those times are going to be part of the day, but those don't get to trump or take advantage of the the time that you set aside to do other things. So schedule, I would say is number one. Number two is being proactive about the things that you need to do, right? So if you look at things, and I'm a big fan of, uh, I guess the best way to say it is procrastinate on purpose, right? Don't, time or a project will naturally take up the amount of time that you allow for it so if I know I have a big client meeting coming up I know actually I've got one coming up here in a couple of weeks you know what I'm not gonna I've already met with him once I've already got you know the information I need to develop my proposal and to generate what I'm going to present to him but I'm not going to start developing that proposal and generating that information until probably 36 hours or so before that way I at least have you know kind of two nights in case something doesn't go right with my technology or something but I'm not going to develop that until then because otherwise I'm just going to mentally engage in that constantly until that time comes so I would rather put that to the point where I know that's where I'm going to do my best work but until that point I don't need to focus my energy on it so not letting projects and tasks take more time than they actually need to I know it takes me a couple of hours to generate a proposal I don't need to work on that 3 weeks out mm. uh, the other thing is looking at time. Uh, everybody understands that time is finite, right? We all get 24 hours in a day. And so not only are we talking about delegating, but asking yourself in those times where you're doing a task, and this is a habit, honestly, one of the things I've, I've gotten from you is asking myself as I'm working on a task, is there anyone else? Not do I need to be doing this or am I good at that, but is there anyone else in my life who could do this task? And if there is, is there a way to have them doing that? And as leadership, from a leadership perspective, it's not just putting your dirty work on something, someone, it's what's about is empowering other people. If there's mm. a task that I do as a branch manager that my unit manager could do really well and it would give her an opportunity to feel like she's expanding her role and growing in a new skill, then now I'm empowering her to do something different. So if that's something I can ask myself, then, then yeah, absolutely, I'm doing that. And then car time, I drive a lot. I, I put a lot of miles on, and, and, and I'll tell you this. If, if, if I think the best thing for the car, there's two things that I do almost ex, I won't say exclusively in the car, but one of them is that is such a great relationship building time, right? If I'm in the car, I got my Bluetooth on, and those are the people I'm following up with, I'm calling people, I'm developing relationships, not necessarily for a sales thing where I need my computer and I need to be crunching numbers or pulling up client files, but more from a, hey, I just want to call, check in on you today, see how things are going. You can do that with clients. If you're a leader, you can do that with your team. Uh, if you've got relationships in your life that you want to develop on the personal side of things, hey, I need to call grandma. You know, I called her on her birthday, but it's been three months and I haven't talked to her. And that's a great time to do it. I mean, the radio is always there, but that doesn't need to be the priority. And then also from a personal and professional development side of things, I, I love audiobooks. I love podcasts. And so being able to use that time for personal and professional development, so you're making the most of that time. So there's a couple of things uh, that I really look at, you know, scheduling, you know, delegating, do I have to do these tasks? And then then using your windshield time to be able to develop relationships and be able to, to connect with people.
0: Fire. Fire, man. This is good. Mark, what I love about that, one of my favorite parts, actually, about what you said there, first off, that you mentioned the word schedule. You know, I like schedule, mm-hmm. but uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, but just, but actually um, like it's, it's the way that you valued your time and even giving time to those places and realizing, Hey, listen, I'm going to need a little bit of brain rest. Right. And mm-hmm. so using like the two built-ins that I, or three built-ins that I, I, I found there was, um, you know, for people that, uh, you know, if it's TV or whatever you know, like, if they're doing that, actually giving time to that, realizing that you take the value from that. Don't, don't let yourself be gluttonous, but if that's going to actually cause you to, to recharge, then do it. Um, not mm-hmm. TV is not a recommendation for me, but the point is is if you're always yeah. looking at your schedule and you're saying, Oh, I can't do any of those things I like because I have to do all of these work things. Then those are the yeah. first, those are the first people to get out of schedule <laughs> because they're, yep. they think they have to do, um, a b and c but the realization is that hopefully that you're actually planning a life that you want and that you're excited about um but the Absolutely. other thing is right I, you, have, you have like the relationship like when you're in cars i love that like to, that you're gonna use i'm gonna i'm gonna do that actually uh from this point that in a car that's relationship time it's not it's not me calling through my call list even though i do have a soundproof uh-huh. microphone headset that nobody would know um, because well, i don 't want to have to write stuff down it 's just it 's just relationship building time and I just think that I think that 's wise i think it 's very wise absolutely
1: absolutely and and just for the record too I want to say that like I think uh television i don't have cable at my house you know we're we're not we're not a family that watches a lot of tv uh my kids actually have timers for screen time every week where literally they get three and a half hours a week it's a half hour a day of screen time and they get to use that however they want and most weeks their timers don't even get to zero so no i'm I, i would say definitely you know there's so many better things in life than trying to default to passive entertainment but occasionally it's it's like cotton candy, it's all sure. sugar, it's no substance, but it can give you a chance to recharge. But yeah, I, I, I'd rather go for a walk or a hike or you know play a board game than do something like that.
0: Man, this, is, uh, this has been really, really impactful. It's been really um, just a, a good time. Um, I, I, would, I would love to hear um, from you, Mark, just as, as you're, uh, as, as, as if you could maybe address the person that's maybe in the threshold Maybe and they mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't have a a, a Jamie that's saying mm-hmm. you know are, are they better than you? Why not you? Like they don't they don't have that in their life. And maybe maybe you can channel your inner Jamie. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and I just I just want you to I want you to I want you to break it down for some of these people who they have more in them than they're allowing uh, for this world to see, and their magic is being locked up, and so. Um, man, just, just, just give us one, you know, one, one final encouragement for that person who is, uh, they're in the valley of indecision, you know, you know, am I going to go all the way or am I going to, am I going to pull back and and just go 70%? Give us a little bit there, man. And then we're going to, we're going to say goodbye.
1: Awesome. I love it. So, so this is, this would be, this would be my encouragement to somebody who's on the threshold or thinking about making a leap into sales or maybe struggling at this point, uh, it's real right it's it's real everything uh, about sales is real the challenges are real the struggles are real but the success is real the opportunity is real and the way that I think this career works or the way that I've experienced that this career works is that you get out of it direct proportion to what you put into it and so if you are on the threshold and you're saying oh i I, I think I want to get into a career like this then you need, to, you need to count the cost up front and say, am I willing to do whatever it takes to put in the time, to put in the effort, to develop my talent, to be able to get where I want to get to? Because if you make that choice, if you count that cost, if you make that decision and you commit to it, success is virtually assured at that point. Because at that point, you're making a decision to say, I'm going to move forward whatever it takes to be able to accomplish these goals. And in the midst of that, it's about having a strong why. Why am I doing that? If you love what you do and you're making enough money doing it, then stay doing what you're doing if you feel like that's the only life that you want. But if you want more, you have to make that decision that I'm going to do more to get more. On the flip Mm. side to the person who's struggling and facing challenges, and I have this conversation all the time, mindset matters so much, but activity matters just as much if not more. The solution is never in this career to do less. In in a sales career, the solution is never to do less. Oh, I need to do less prospecting. I need to see less people. I need to be more selective. No, what you need to do is if you're struggling, you need to double down, right? If you're not a good athlete, you're struggling in basketball, the coach doesn't say, oh, you know what? Just sit on the bench and watch everyone else shoot free throws for for the next few practices and you'll, you'll get it. No, it's not. It's get out there, make it happen and do it. And understand that the more effort you put in, the more shots you're taking, the more opportunity you have for success. And if you do it, it's not necessarily going to happen instantaneously, but if you put in that effort, guess what? The results are going to come, and they're going to come in proportion to the effort that you put in. Not the time away from home you put in, but the actual tangible effort that you put in.
0: There it is. Mr. Whatever-It-Takes, Mark (laughs) Malia, it's been so cool having you here, man. Um, I am uh, super excited that, uh, my audience gets to share in, uh, what I get to hear all the time, man, solid gold stuff. Mark, where can we find you, man? If someone, let's just say they're in your area or, uh, you know, someone, uh, you know, maybe they're looking at a career with bankers or whatever. I don't know. Like, uh, but if someone wanted to connect with you, what's the best way for that to happen?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you want, uh, you, can, you can look me up on LinkedIn. So uh, I am there. I'm Mark uh, Mark Malia. You should find me in you know, Northeast Ohio area, financial advisor, branch manager, all that stuff with Bankers Life. Uh, if you want to email me, mark.malia, that's M-A-R-K dot M-A-L-L-I-A at bankerslife.com. Send me an email, reach out to me. And then, uh, yeah, if this is something you're interested in, we'd love to talk to you. And that's not for everyone, but for the people who want something great. Uh, we've got a great
0: opportunity. Thank you, my brother, for crushing it with us today. Sell anywhere, audience. My I pleasure, know guys. I know you guys are about to burst with this stuff. Go back listen to it again, and uh, while you're at it, uh, invite a friend, share the podcast. If you enjoyed this one, let me know. Let us know. Um, give us give us a rating. Actually, write a review. It helps other people find us better. And uh, listen, whatever you do, remember, uh, go out there and give the effort. Uh, that you want to, you know, invest where you want to receive. And remember that your talent is not limited by your zip code. Talk to you later, guys. Hey, thanks for joining us. And before you hit that next button on that phone, I want you to continue with me for just a little bit longer because i put something together, especially for you. I want you to go over to DonnyTuttle.com, and you are going to find that I have put together a course on selling anywhere. I have literally taken all of the mistakes out of this thing that I've learned over the course of two and a half years, and I provide a template of how you can go out there and sell anywhere. Everything from the traveling and the moving, to the setup, to the teardown, to the mindset, methods, and motivation, to different formats of being able to present to people in a way that is compelling. I have done that for you, and I'm asking you to go to dunnytuttle.com and download the first class session for free. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next episode.